in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast, where we bring enlightenment to the topic of communication. In this week's playbook, we are following up on an absolutely great interview that I had with Felipe Engineer Manriquez, and we covered the topic of stoicism. Now, talking with Felipe, he is one of those guys that is deeper than you see in his posts, in his leading in the lean industry, but we really delved deep into some philosophies, some philosophies of life that really guided him and that have recently intrigued myself as well. And as we talked about stoicism, we kind of just breezed over, you know, where it started, why it happened. I think it's important to understand its foundation. We're going to talk a little bit about that this morning or today as we move on. And we'll talk on a couple of other topics a little bit deeper on maybe one that I skipped at the end and I got called out for, but we're going to jump right into this week's playbook. Now, stoicism originated as a Hellenistic philosophy founded in Athens. By Zeno of Sidium. That is what we could not remember. We didn't know that on the top of our head, which is modern day Cyprus today, around 300 BC. It was influenced by Socrates and the Cynics. Stoicism was very much a philosophy meant to be applied to everyday living. It focused on ethics, understanding as, you know, a study of how one lives their life. And it focused on understanding how people live and how they can turn informed by this information. Now, Stokes called physics, nowadays a kind of a combination of natural science and metaphysics, and what they call logic, a combination of modern logic, epistemology, philosophy of language, and cognitive science. Now, Socrates considered philosophy to be, among other things, a form of a talking therapy, a sort of medicine for the mind. Within a few generations of his death, this idea of philosophy was psychotherapy had become commonplace among the various schools within this Hellenistic philosophy. And we kind of lose track of that. We lose the idea that this was really a form of psychotherapy. However, it was the Stoics who placed the most emphasis on this therapeutic dimension of philosophy. For example, the Roman Stoic teacher Epictetus wrote, It is more necessary for the soul to be cured than the body, for it is better to die than to live badly. And he really states it bluntly uh, within the philosopher's school as a doctor's clinic. That's what they kind of called it. Now, today, most people are unaware of the extent to which ancient Greeks and Romans conceived of philosophy as a type of psychological therapy. And it's interesting that now, 2,000 years later, we're seeing cognitive behavior therapies that are right in line with taking in the thoughts of these philosophers, where we have ownership, where we can take and own our thoughts, and that our own thoughts are going to get us past those points and even be to a healing point. You know, one thing we touched on a little bit is when you look at placebos, the placebo effect, a lot of times placebos are 25 to 30% effective, even more so than the medicine that's being tested for whatever thing that they're testing it on, which shows that within our mind, we have that power to perceive the health that is within us. So how much more of that can we have in directing our own lives in looking at becoming better through philosophy and through the stoic philosophy and through positive thinking? 
Stoicism survived for five centuries, but its therapeutic concepts and practices were mostly neglected until about the 20th century, where a rational approach to psychotherapy began emerging, which held that many emotional and psychosomatic problems were caused by negative self-talk and auto-suggestions, which would be amenable to like rational disputation. Its leading proponent, the Swiss psychiatrist Paul Dubois, employed a Socratic questioning with his parents, with his patients, and taught them the basic principles of a Socratic and Stoic philosophy of life. Dubois also noticed that, paradoxically, the Stoic words of advice he read in the letters of the philosopher Seneca seemed to be drawn from a modern treatise on psychotherapy. He says this in a modern treatise, but this was written in the first century A.D., Dubois placed more emphasis than, than, than most of the other psychotherapists on the fundamental distinction that Stoics make between what is up to us and what is not. And that is one of the key to Stoicism is there are things that are up to us. We can't blame others for this. Epictetus put it, what then is it to be done to make the best of what is within our power and to take the rest as it naturally happens. Now, one of the things that I skipped during this episode, and Felipe called me out for it, was Stoic rule number three, and that was accepting death. I didn't think it was the place to call it out, but he certainly called out the fact that part of the Stoicism philosophy and that doctrine isn't to just hide from it, but to accept it. And how do we accept it? But by living a better life. So there's such a positive message that actually comes within that. But backing up a little bit, I had recently lost McGee. McGee was a dog that we had had for 14 years. And that was probably one of the hardest things we do as human beings is to have to put a dog down. And that brought in way more emotion than I was prepared to handle. And in doing so, it allowed me to kind of process through what is life, what is death. And McGee had served such a great purpose on earth, so much joy, so much happiness that he brought the family. I'd even given a speech in Toastmasters about his life. I treated it as a memorial where I just was going to go up and talk about all the great things that he did. You know, he greeted me unconditional with unconditional love. You know, when we would play fetch and I would throw the ball, he would run with such laser focus towards that ball. But but when he turned around, his ears would just be a flopping and he'd be totally relaxed. He would enjoy that run back as much as he as he enjoyed going for his goal. And then the last thing is everybody says this about their dogs. I wish I could I could duplicate him. I wish I had another McGee. I had another friend of mine who had a dog named Gracie. Now, a Gracie they had had for a lot of years. I think over 17 years they had Gracie. It was a beautiful little Bichon. And Fluffy, that was their child. They treat they they would get a rotisserie chicken and debone it and feed this dog with such love, such care. Lacey was Gracie was Lacey was such a wonderful dog. And I'm messing up because they got another Bichon, and that Bichon was named Gracie. Now Gracie was never Lacey. But when you look at some of our pets have lived lives that we want to repeat it. That is be, became kind of the mantra that I learned from McGee. And also looking at and accepting death, you look at how are you living your life now? Are you living a life worth repeating? 
Epictetus said, I cannot escape, escape death, but at least I can escape the fear of it. And I like this one. Let us prepare our minds as if we'd come to the very end of our life. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's books each day. What a message in that. You know, let's close out that day. The one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. And that's a quote from Seneca. Marcus Aurelius once said, you could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do, say, and think. And that mindset alone brings us to the point of what is our UC moment? What did I gather from our chat with Felipe? And it's this, and I'm going to leave it in the form of a question today. We learned a lot about how stoicism can really guide your life. It can bring you happiness now. It can not let the storms of life come against you because you're taking ownership of those things. And then when you look at death, death is looking at life directly. And are you living a life that's worth repeating? So the UC moment for today that I have for you today, your challenge is, are you living a life that's worth repeating? And that's all I've got. See you. Bye.